Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast, uh, spoopy edition, spoopy. as this is <laughs> Halloween as spoopy. we are recording. Uh, yes, we were supposed to be doing this last night as a full episode. However, it got really late and I got really tired and we had to split it up into a second episode. So here we are on Hallow's Eve. Is it, is it is tonight Hallow's Eve? Oh, Hallow's Eve. That's, uh, so is tomorrow Hallow's? I don't know. All Hallows? I don't know. Nonetheless, it is Halloween. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. It's a weird energy tonight. Um, we're going to be covering AEW and starting off with uh, Wednesday Night Dynamite. Of course. And uh, starting off Dynamite, we had Blackpool Combat Club with Claudio Castignoli and Yuda Wheeler. Y- <laughs> Yuda Wheeler. Yuda Wheeler, Yuda, Wheeler Yuda, Yuda and Claudio Castignoli Taking versus that. Chris Jericho. No, go for it, because I, I am not, words are not <laughs> good in my mouth tonight. And Daniel Garcia. It was a good match. It was. It's been a fun back and forth between BCC and the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, Jake had the purple hat, and keeping the, the theme going. Looking like the Hulk, but without the green and the muscles. <laughs> Again, making free money out there, you know? I mean, yeah, you might as well. It's, you know. We've joked about it before, but dead ass serious. You pay mm-hmm. me six figures and tell me to go get my ass beat once a week. Yeah. I, I'm down. I'm I'm volunteering, volu- volunteering to go get my tooth pulled in a week and a half. I'll go get paid to get my ass kicked every yeah, day, you once a week. Yeah, you got to pay for that. So. Yeah, right? <laughs> so. so nothing crazy happened here. Just a good steady match to start, start off Dynamite. Um, I think one thing that we should talk about, which was, in my opinion, the highlight of the night, Um Claudio was going to do that awesome spin that he does with Chris Jericho, which right. he's do. done several times before. Um, but this time, Daniel Garcia jumped into the ring, jumped on, and uh, Claudio pretty much like threw him up on his shoulders and spun the both of them. I know. For a good couple, three, five times, mm-hmm. it was a good little sh- show of his strength. I mean, he's you don't, you don't have to, like, you got to look at the guy and you can tell he's in great shape. But to be able to do with that, two full-grown men... Spin him around in a ring, and then I don't know how he doesn't get sick. He, I know. I, I've read an interview, and he says something. And he just like zones out and doesn't even think about it. And I just, I couldn't imagine whether it be him or even like like Jericho. Every time he ends up getting it, it just seems like he gets so discombobulated. Who's that, Jericho? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just looks like he hates it so much. I know he said something about it when they were up on top of the, uh, uh, not the hell, uh, steel cage, the steel cage. Yeah, and when they did it. And he said that was one of the scariest moments of his life. Oh, for sure. I couldn't imagine because you have like no idea of where you really are on top yeah. of that cage. Yeah. And you're, you're depending on a man who's spinning around in a circle. Yeah. Not knowing where he is really. And John Moxley of all people is scared of heights. So. Oh my God. Brace Remsburg. Had what was it? Was that? That wasn't revolution. Was it? Uh, no, that was. Um, no, that was like a random dynamite episode. Wasn't it? It was one of those. Uh, not war games, but. the Yeah. AEW's version of war games. Mm hmm. When they were up on top. And yeah, if you watch that footage, you see, uh, I think it's Bryce Remsburg yeah. and John Moxley, who are both terrified of heights, like pissing themselves going up this cage yeah. to celebrate with the rest of, you know, the crew that just won. Yeah. That's and even when he's up there, he's like, he's holding on to either the cage or somebody, <laughs> which honest to God, never would have pegged him for somebody who's terrified of no. heights. Uh, but yeah, that was a great match. And then that also led into what I believe is going to be. Oh, by the way, Claudio picked up the pin on Chris Jericho in that one. Yes, yes, he did. Blackpool Combat Club won with Claudio. Uh, But as they went to the back, uh, there was an interview previously between um, Wheeler Yuta 
and Brian Danielson to where basically Wheeler Yuta just kind of called him out for almost starting to get soft. And yeah, because the whole thing with Daniel Garcia, you know, right. he shouldn't have let him in in the the first place. Right, right. Uh, Wheeler basically said that he had seen that from a mile away. He knew this was going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it would last for a little bit longer, but I feel like it was... Well, I don't think they're breaking up. No, as far as Daniel Garcia being in the BCC, oh, oh, I thought it would yeah. be at least a little bit longer. I know, but that swerve at the end when he finally... That was fun. ...did what he did, that he was great. He wore so pissed, Oh, but that was, it was so good. I loved it. I loved it, too. Uh, but yeah, we had a little bit of tension between uh, Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Bryanson again. Daniel Bryanson? Daniel Bryanson. My God. Brian Danielson <laughs> um, in the back is, you know, they were just kind of arguing, started pushing at each other. Uh, Claudio stepped in. Uh, William Regal stepped in. And they said, you know, as soon as we, as soon as uh, uh, Brian's match is done, we're all going to sit down and talk like adults about this and get the, get through this because we're a team. And that was seemingly the end of it. Uh, and that's going to lead into the next match, which was, Swerving our goalie, goal, oh my god, this is not the night I, got I you, need babe. to be wording bad. Uh, up next was FTR versus Swerving Our Glory for the number one contendership for the AEW Tag Team titles. Yes, and this was a really good match. Short of a couple of, I'll say it, it was a straight botch. Yeah. Swerve went to jump off the top rope to uh, crossbody on Dax. and Get a little slipperuski. It could have been a slippery rope, could have had some some schmoo on his shoe, but <laughs> he ended up. That schmoo shoe, you know? I mean, absolutely just not even like slipping and recovering. He straight fell off the top rope and landed on both feet and then did the only thing that they could possibly think of doing. And they. Basically just had him jump on top of Dax in the ring and made the best of it. But besides that, it was a pretty pretty good match. I mean, I think we've come to just expect good matches from Swerving Our Glory and FTR. Because, I mean, 7-star FTR. 8-star FTR? 7-star. Seven seven star. Um, Should and be. Then, and then we'll Swerving Our Glory have just a, a great chemistry between each other. They do, and it's just a fun little build-up, of course, on Rampage. We find out a little bit more about that. But, um, yeah, this was a great match. I enjoyed it. It was just to... Kind of set up, obviously, the championship match that's coming up. But also to set up that rivalry between uh, the no longer the Ass Boys, the Guns. Because they uh, they were the ones that they ended up holding Cash Wheeler back. Correct. As uh, Dax got pinned by, by Keith, Lee. Keith Lee. Because, and I had originally asked this before, I figured out where Swerve was. He ended up hitting Dax with a low blow, opening the opportunity for Keith Lee to get the power, I think it was a power bomb. Yeah, to get the pin. Right. But right. the Ass Boys also held back cash, cash, so that they couldn't get it. They ended up right. beating the shit out of him, and then attacked FTR after the match. Right. Which, although, we- I'm sorry, don't wanna, don't mean to cut you off, but let's uh, let's uh, let's go back. We have to revisit revisit a few things before we go too much further. Yeah, and I know we true. don't have a lot of time, but I have all the time. Our, our fan sounds like a dying rat. Was that our fan? That was our fan. Oh, my God. Um, We need to talk about Dax, okay? Dax the Axe. What's up with Dax? What's up with Dax? What's up with Dax? He was the star of the show. You think so? Always. I think you got a little man crush on that push broom, upper lip man. It's a lot coming from you. I know. Well, I've already got you locked down, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah, but you have a pretty thick. Oh. Stash. Oh, dull. Think with two C's. Mm-hmm. All right, enough flirting with me and my mustache. 
Um, Dax likes to pretend that he can't hit certain moves. He's not strong enough. You know, that that, that blown I, out I, knee, you know, made, that that I, back. He can't lift. I mean, couldn't fun of lift Dax him. for like the first six months I watched him because all I could see was that man has the tiniest legs. Like compared to the rest of his body, they are not proportionate. They are just small little baby legs attached to a man. <laughs> I hope he I hope hears he that. Hear, I know. He's going to hear that. Um, Somebody's so, going to tweet him at <clears throat> he, uh Or tweet us at CAW Wrestling Pod. <laughs> Cheap Dax pop. the Axe. Um, so he always likes to pretend, like I said, he can't do something. But <clears throat> he always pulls it off. He ended up suplexing Keith Lee and oh, this, oh, pulled off, off that big rig. Second rope. And yeah, hit that gnarly big rig. Unbelievable. Still wasn't enough to put him away, though. Still was not enough. Well, I mean, they I mean, had a low blow will yep. do that, you know. Swerve hit uh, Dax with a low blow, and Cash was held back by the guns who have been dressing up as Grumpy Dax. And I don't remember what, what uh, I don't either. What or Colton's Colton. is. He's supposed to be Cash Wheeler, but they held Cash back, beat him up after the match, and then attacked. Uh, and they are also, I always forget, they're part of the firm. They are part of the firm, which is relevant. <clears throat> but uh, this makes. Swerve in our glory, the number one contenders for the tag team titles. Yep, yep. Which... And I think this is the right move. Yeah. I do. Because you can't put FTR as the winners here and not get the belts. Yeah, that's true. It's not a good time for the Acclaim to drop the belts. I think they need to ride the coattails of that for a little bit longer. Well, plus uh, FTR was just announced for, uh, I can't remember what the date is, but they're going to defend their IWGP Tag Team Championship, uh, I believe, for the third time? At uh, NJPW Autumn. Very nice. Very nice. Against Roosh's brothers, correct? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, Dragon Listo and Dragon Lee? Yes. Really close names. Yeah. Hmm. I don't like that. <laughs> hmm. hmm. At Although any I really enjoyed the Adam Cole <clears throat> versus Adam Page match, so I really can't Ah, you shit. were there. That was fun. At any rate, um, next up. We had quite an interview between Renee Paquette. And Maxwell, Maxwell Jacob, Jacob Freeman. Friedman. What was your take on this? Did you like it? Um, I did like it. I missed it the first time. Yeah, we had. You had I'm a... not even gonna lie. My kid shit his pants. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, really? Of all times, now. So yeah, we know. had to go back and rewatch that one. But had to go back and rewatch it. Um, I heard something about gargling piss, and I was like, oh man, things are popping off. But um, I loved it because. MJF pulled off a great impersonation of John Moxley. Oh, it was it was really good. It was spot on. Renee I, had to just stand there because you know in real life that's her husband. I had what I like was walking through from one room to the other when he was doing that, and at first I was like, "Wow, that is a terrible impression." But then going back and watching it and sitting down and like paying attention to it, it was really spot on. It was really good. Even just the way he was walking. Yeah. You know, obviously I can't do that. I'm going to grind your bones into dust. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drink your blood. I'm going to gargle your piss. It, what it, the was, fuck? it was great. At one point he told Renee, with all due respect, shut your mouth. Yeah. And then she even said, you know, you can't just say with all due respect. It, or you can't just say that and then say any, something rude. And then he, I, if I remember, he, re, he responded with like, with all due respect, yes, I can. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
he at some point called William Regal a flea infested elderly rat. <laughs> <laughs> he was just on like a ty- tirade. Like he was just on a rant. Um, he did promise that he wouldn't use the dynamite. Was it the dynamite diamond ring? That yes. Was called? Yes. That he's won three years in a row. I believe. Yeah. He promised that he would not use it. My question is, will somebody else? I mean, let's be honest here. It's MJF. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like it. A win's a win. Like he understands that. Yeah. Gold around your waist, whether you hit somebody in the face with something or not, it don't matter as long as you win. Mm-hmm. Well, the tide turned a little bit uh, with the next part when Stokely interrupted. Yeah, and this is the second time that Stokely has intervened on MJF's interviews with uh, individuals, mm-hmm. and he was not too happy. Once again, no. uh, threatened to fire him. Yeah, if he, he said, don't, if you don't, don't touch mocks or I'll fire you. Well, it seemed like Stokely had hinted towards that when he walked out and like, oh, I'm sure we don't want to touch mocks, right? And then, yeah, MJF's like, no, nah, I will fire you if you go anywhere near him, his family, anybody, as I want mocks at 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, Stokely just kind of smiled and pat MJF on the back and walked back to where he was going. To the back and, you know, I don't know. It was good. Yep. Planting seeds. More on that later. Planting seeds. <laughs> uh, next up was Sammy Guevara versus Brian Danielson. Um, I did read something. It was, you know, it was a, it was a good match. I mean, it was it was a standard, mm-hmm. you know, Danielson match, and Guevara was as I don't, I guess, as crazy as he normally is. Maybe eh, not. Not necessarily. I mean, it was eyes. just it was a good. There's nothing really to to point out that other than it was just a good match. No. Sammy delivered. Brian delivered. Uh, I actually saw a tweet from Sammy Guevara, and he had said that it was like 2013, I believe, that he was working at Subway, and he got home and he watched Brian Danielson win the uh, the tag team or not the tag team, I'm sorry, the WWE World Championship belt. Right. And uh, he said, "One day I'm going to wrestle him." So for him to have that opportunity, he just said that he was really stoked. So oh, it's cool, cool. It's cool, like those situations where you're seeing like the the younger generation. You know the the next generation come up and, right. and wrestle the the people that really have something good to say and a good way to to help them and just make them look better. Yeah, and that's exactly what what Brian did in this situation. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. At least he didn't lie about his dog losing teeth. That's a, that's I'm a hoping in the next few weeks we actually find out what the hell. That's a different happening. ROH champion, but I digress. The still, I just I, I just... digress. Great pro or great segment with MJF and uh, Stokely. Uh, That's not what we were talking about. We were talking about Sammy and Brian. Well, I was just trying to divert my horrible comment about a certain individual who works at AEW. Oh, that's okay. But yeah, Sammy and uh, worried about the dog's teeth. I don't, know, about what, I don't know what Larry. you're about. I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. I um, signed a no a non-disclosure <laughs> affidavit. Tony Khan emailed me earlier yes. this morning. Um, next up was one of the better matches of the night. I it believe. really was. Jamie Hader versus Rio. And I mean, <clears throat> sorry, I'm not doing well tonight. That's okay. Uh, it was really a good match. I mean, Jamie Hader, I've become more and more impressed with as she's, you know, developed her character and not looked like a cheap rent uh, or low rent Becky Lynch. Um, Riho, I don't have a lot of experience with because she was here before I watched AEW. By the time we got to watching it, she was kind of on her tail end mm-hmm. out the door, went back to Japan for a little bit. Yep. 
But what a phenomenal athlete. Like, oh, yeah. You know, you see somebody and we have we have a daughter who in stature is like the same size, which is hysterical. And I couldn't imagine my kid jumping off the top rope and hurting somebody. But everybody that she fought, especially Jamie Hayter, she was able in this situation to just sell everything so well. So it looked like, you know, the blows from this like 90 year old or not 90 year old, 90 pound girl Mm -hmm. um, just hurt so much more than they actually did. Well, that Uh, was, I mean, was it last week when uh, she hit, uh, Rebel with drop kick and Rebel just sold it. Oh yeah, she ate it. But it, it, that was the quality of how many of the hits during this match mm-hmm. was. Even though she is this little small individual, she was putting everything she had into it, and Jamie Hayter was responding with it perfectly. Vice versa, they were both. I mean, Riho, she she's like one of those uh, uh, those dolls that have like porcelain arms and legs, but the rest of it's all like just a cloth and just <laughs> like she was just flopping. It's so good. Like it was, it was probably one of the best matches of the night. It was, she was able to pull off the sick dragon suplex and that code red. Oh my God. Just so again, good. for such a small girl, absolutely impressive. Uh, but after the third attempt, Jamie Hader was able to pull off the ripcord lariat and uh, pick up the win. And then and- randomly at, after everybody was in the ring celebrating, Tony Storm just came out and waved her championship around. I, and I, then shortly after they announced a... Uh, the whole time I was like, good, good. Yeah. This is what we need. I'm hoping full gear, Jamie Hayter versus Tony yeah. Storm. That's what they They might as well um, announce it at this point. Hopefully Tony Khan will come out and be like, that's it. You know, and we're I done. Because I heard, I heard that um, Thunder Rosa said January. Should She should be better. That was the last I heard in an mm-hmm. interview. She... Well, she is hoping for January. There's right. no concrete plans. Right. So we will see, but hopefully uh, this is Jamie Hayter's time. Personally, I for think real. that would be amazing. I Smart think, move. And I think it would be a good opportunity to have Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker feud as well. Uh-huh. Whether, well she, whether she wins or not, or even on the lead up to it, uh-huh. or even put it as a three-way. I think, I, honest to God, I would love to see Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. Well, they're setting up a match. Britt Baker and Soraya. Oh, of course. To have a match as well. Hopefully, but, hopefully both will have a match at full gear. But if Jamie Hayter wins that belt, I mean, who, Britt Baker's not going to just be like, oh, she's got the belt now. Oh, Good she's not going to be okay with that. Absolutely I mean. not. That's so. what I mean. Planting them seeds. In fucking interim. Um, next up was the main event. Gian Moxley. Gian. Versus Penta El Ciaro Miedo. I mean, you had to have known this was going to be a hard-hitting match from beginning to end. Yeah. I, I'm surprised there wasn't more blood by the time <laughs> the match was over. Honestly, same. Honestly, same. Um, just, <laughs> I have lots of notes. I have lots of great back and forth. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Penta, lately, he's the champ. Obviously, he's part of the trios championship. Um he is so good at making everybody look better, and John Moxley is really good at that too. Especially when you DDT a motherfucker on the <sighs> on those uh, solid solid steel steps. Steel steps. That was nuts. I mean, that was a very small little square of of uh, a flat surface to do that on, and I, mm-hmm. they landed it perfect. They really did. But I mean, what do you expect from these two? Like, it, if you haven't seen Penta's match. Uh, from AAA a couple weeks ago where he fought against El v- v- Viano for a mask against mask match. The the ending, like, 
Penta one, and he's holding Viano's mask up, and it just he's just he looks dripping like dripping in blood. He looks like he put his face in a meat grinder. He does. You don't even recognize him. He's got like like pieces of his mask left. Somebody, it was a promo Joe, put uh, the fatality sound effects and Uh and logo over it. (laughs) It just fits perfect. But, I mean, these guys just absolutely beat the hell out of each other. They do. It was a really good match from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. There there was obviously no way that Penta was going to win this. It's clearly going to be MJF versus Don Moxley. He hit him with that fear factor, though. After the second attempt, he was able to pull that off. And, man, I do not know how John kicked out of that. I don't know, but I know how he pinned fucking Penta. He hit him with that paradigm shift and then And the Death, the Death Rider, oh which has been dope that he's been doing both He's of just those been destroying motherfuckers with that. He's on a roll. It's so good. I mean, he's he is on be. a roll. What do you think? Uh, you know, we can talk about this a little bit ahead. What do you think about uh, this MJF-John Moxley match? Well, I mean... Got a few weeks. Things can change. I'm not saying this is concrete, but... What, that this match is concrete? It's 100%. No, no, no. no. Oh. Like, what you're about to say is concrete. You can change your mind. We always have a rule all the way up until the match, the bell rings, that you can change your <sighs> mind as to who you think is going to win. Okay, I'm going to think. I'm going to say it's going to go one of two ways, and I haven't decided yet. Okay. It's either A, it's going to be the heel, or I'm sorry, the face turn of all face turns. MJF is going to win the belt. Which they're hinting towards. Which is the, what they're hinting towards. Um, but I think that course is far, far too simple and easy and completely out of character for MJF. And I think they're going to have him border face for weeks on end. And he's going to do everything on the straight and narrow, promise the world, give his word, swear up and down. He's going to do everything he can. He's going to win over. Cause I mean, look at him, look at him when he was at with Renee, like even though he was shitting on Renee, he was just like feeding Where the hell were they? They were in Texas? No, they weren't in Texas. They were in um, Virginia. They Mm -hmm. were in Virginia. He was just, he'd throw a quip here and there, but it was more, he was like getting on their side Uh and then giving them a rib and then getting on their side and giving them a rib. Which is not really his thing. He normally just just rib. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to play face all the way up until that pay-per-view, and I think he's going to use his ring. I think he's going to do everything he possibly can, and I still think he's going to win the, the belt. I, I, think, I think MJF is going to leave full gear with the belt. I think it'd be a good time. And if he doesn't, I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> sure could be interesting. I think, oh my God, if he doesn't, if he... Doesn't leave full gear with the belt. Dave Meltzer is, or not Dave Meltzer, um, Eric Bischoff is going to explode. <laughs> Jim Cornette is going to, like, literally the top of his head is going to fly off. Yeah. Well, one thing that was interesting after the match was over was the firm did attack John Moxley. Yep. And MJF came out, and exactly like we're saying, he, they're teasing this face turn for him because he came out. And he was at the top of the the uh, ramp, and he was like looking back and forth, and was like, "Should I go? Should I go? Should I save Mox?" You know, he didn't know what to do, and eventually he just walked off. And the firm continued to just beat the absolute shit out of Mox. And then from out of nowhere, here comes MJF, MJF running down to to well, stop not, them. Not right away. He did classic MJF thing. He stops and 
you know, oh, he oh, and takes his shirt off and like contemplates and then runs to the back. And then, you know, 30 seconds later, comes running back out full bore and just gets the shit kicked out of him. Well, actually, he runs in and ends up firing everybody mm-hmm. and then gets the shit kicked out of him. Yep. Uh, you also see that the BCC is locked in their room. There's chains. Or the refs is like, oh, let me get some bolt cutters. I'll cut it open. And they reference, uh, they they were talking about their issues. Yeah. Which I just, I don't know. I thought that was corny as shit. Yeah. Uh, Pretty funny. Um, Also, can we talk about that super kick from Ethan Page? I missed it. Oh, he blasted MJF. Did he? That's how the whole thing started. Like, you didn't really know. You just heard MJF say that Stokely was fired. And then Ethan Page just super kicked oh, I thought it was MJF Morrissey. right in the face. I know Morrissey put MJF through, through the, the table. table. That was that, I'm telling you, like, I tweeted it out the other day. That, that, like, AEW's fucking table or their, like, timekeeper table budget must be through the roof. Because I think every episode or at least once a week, either on Dynamite or Rampage, that table has been broken. Well, it's been happening a lot in WWE. Well, they just get slammed into it. It doesn't uh-huh. break. But you are right. The announce they, table's been breaking in AW. But I remember the, uh, back in the day when it would the, the announce table would break, and the announcers would just have to stand for the rest of the oh, night. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now it's like, oh, it broke. And then the next Commercial. segment, now we're sitting at another one. It's like NASCAR where, you know, you blow a tire and you just pull in. And then get there's, a whole like, new car. there's like 30 seconds where they just build a brand new table. They oh, got yeah. like Ikea experts in the back. They're like, yep, 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 yep. We're ready. They're always ready. They got their headphones on. You think they would just make them like magnetic so they just go back together? <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. They just go there. Like just Lego don't set. touch the sides. We are getting completely sidetracked. We yes, are. The firm um, came out. They beat the hell out of Moxley. Yes. MJF came out, pretended to be face, went back and pay heel, came back to be face, yep. got the shit stomped out of him after firing him, and that has ended up... Toodaloo to dynamite. Yeah, that was the end of dynamite. Uh, Friday rolls around and Mox is back in action immediately against Daddy Magic, Matt Menard. Which for an, it was an eliminator match or was it, what, it was just a match? It was just a straight match. Just a straight match. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great match. It was really fun. I love Daddy Magic, Matt he, Menard. He tried to do that like doubt those downward kicks that John does against. Oh, and they were John. like the weakest things that's ever existed. So bad, it but was great. It was like so watching a fish try to walk. It was it was great, and, and I don't know. I just love Matt Menard. I love his energy. I love like how like the complete opposite of me he is. Like he's loud. He's screaming. He is just saying the most so full of himself ridiculous shit. Yeah, completely mm-hmm. full of himself. What does he say? Uh... <laughs> what makes Daddy Daddy Magic's nipples hard? Yeah. Oh my Do you God. know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? I wish I had that queued up. <laughs> It just, um, it's so good. It's fantastic. It's so good. Well, this was basically set up uh, after this daddy magic tapped. Of course, J- John Moxley retained. Um, but this was just to set up the firm coming out to interrupt the end of the match. Uh, Stokely came out with one of my absolute favorite dudes in AEW, Lee Moriarty. And yep. basically said that you need to fight you know, Lee next week on, I believe, Dynamite. Yes. Right. Um, so there was this fantastic promo video, which looks like honestly Lee did himself. He is one to make his own videos and, and he's a graphic designer. He does his own stuff, which is really cool. The whole Tiger style 
really into it. Love it. A DIY um, attitude. Oh, it's just so good. Um, if you have not heard it, when we were in Colorado, I was able to take the time. You know, you have those long flights. You have a you have like an hour to yourself. Listen to AEW Unrestricted podcast. I know we recommend that all the time. But oh, there's, I love it. There's one with Lee Moriarty, and he tells his whole story about what Tiger style is and like you know what the idea behind all the colors and the right. themes and there's a reason to everything but yeah he does he does his own video so i'm pretty sure he shot that video oh, uh, unfortunately if... the crowd did not seem to be into it but i was yeah. like absolutely going nuts i just love him i think it's great and i'm really excited for this opportunity it was actually funny he was talking a lot about he was you know fight uh, fighting his idols and having this opportunity to fight these people that he looks up to so right i know this is going to be something that he's probably really looking forward to yeah, um, I I listened to I, I don't know I don't think it was that same one podcast, but the, uh, I listened to one that he talked about, and unfortunately it probably won't end up happening. But he uh, uh, he was a huge fan of CM Punk. Yeah, I did talk about CM um, Punk. That was the same one. He uh, it was an individual that just didn't he didn't do drugs, didn't drink. Uh, if you don't know, it's a straight edge lifestyle. Ended up not not really knowing that there was like a culture of straight edge yeah. individuals, or and what learned, straight edge was. Actually. Yeah, and learned it through uh, who CM Punk was and what mm-hmm. he stood for. Um, so I was actually really excited to to when they those two uh-huh. ended up wrestling. Yeah, that was neat for him. Um, that's he, when I ended up like really started to watch Lee and like pay attention to what he was doing. Sure. He talks a lot about in that interview that. Hit that whole lifestyle for him was already a thing before he heard about CM Punk right. because of Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was like, oh, cut right. all of those negative things out of your life that you don't need that are like stimulants. And, mm-hmm. you know, you'll find the true you and all these different things. So he was already living that life. He right. even said that his parents were concerned because he wanted to be a wrestler, that he would be a drug addict or something like that. End up dying. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, you know. I'm sure they had stories of the early 90s wrestlers or, their, you know, always coked up and oh yeah staying up all night and you know partying drinking getting in a a huge backstage brawl right it's a completely different world nowadays but Uh uh-huh but yeah definitely go listen to that if you have an opportunity Um, oh yeah definitely i don't even know why i bothered to write this but pork chop sandwich that sign was funny Oh, the guy in the crowd, pork chop sandwich there's a couple of funny what was the one about uh john moxley no showed my open house or something yeah something just like the, that the signs are ridiculous yeah lately. the signs are great um and we had what was set up to be a very pointless match Lee versus serpentico it consisted of three moves uh-huh uh the bell rang yep serpentico went to strike keith lee realized that it did nothing he threw his arms up in the air keith lee hit him with one power bomb and that was and then it. One, two, three. It was I, I I I would venture a guess it was one of the quickest matches in AEW history by far. Bell to bell. Um, after that, the acclaimed came out and said, "We well, you know we're not here to rap. We're actually here to find out where Daddy Ass is. Yep, Daddy we haven't ass heard has anything heard from, from him, and we don't see any swerve anywhere. And it's his birthday um, soon. Yeah. Like wait, and, I, I didn't even go ahead. I'll let yeah. you finish, and then we'll bring this up. So. Uh, Keith Lee was like, "I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. I don't know where anybody is." And cue the video that just started playing in the background of Swerve. And he said that, you know, not only is he a talented wrestler and rapper, he's also a cinematographer and loves to do horror. And uh, this next video that he was shooting was called Billy Scissorhands. 
starring Billy. I didn't hear that. Are you yeah. serious? He called him Billy Scissorhands? <laughs> yeah, he said, he oh said, I, I like to oh, shoot horror. Oh, that makes so much Billy more sense what happened to the, okay. Yeah. So. Uh, cause, uh, okay, so I'm not going to lie. I missed that part. Okay. Because if you, you watch it, he's all creepy. Like, he's got daddy ass all tied up in a chair. Yeah. He's and, all behind him, like, whispering in his ear and shit. And, of course, you know, Billy's like, you're never going to get away with this. Well, he takes out a pair of pliers, right? And then just brings it back behind the chair and goes down towards his, like, where Billy's at, Billy's hands and asses are at. I didn't out realize, of the camera. I didn't realize he said, you know scissor hands or whatever yeah i honest to god thought that he shoved those pliers up his butt <laughs> no he cut his fingers i bet you billy would have rather the first one yeah <laughs> at least you can pull pliers out basically, can't put the fingers back on basically um oh my god is he gonna be uh, the acclaimed, the acclaimed obviously have that title match coming up with swerve in our glory and swerve was claiming that billy ass was not going to be able to make it and that but it's be... his birthday bash on Wednesday. It is. It's the daddy birthday. ass birthday bash. By the I way, I, I I think I found the clip. Tony, but you want to know what makes daddy magic's nipples hard, Tony? Huh? You want to know? I'll tell you right now. How about the fact that one week from tonight? We don't need to hear about that. It was three months ago, but still. <laughs> there you go. I waited like 20 minutes after the fact just to say that. Or just so, to play that. Just so to clarify, those pliers did not go up daddy asses, but... Did not go up daddy asses ass? No. Good. Anthony Good Bowen said ass. he's okay. So let's hope. Let's hope he's ready for his birthday bash. Yeah. My God. He said bring presents and signs. And scissors. Mm. I'm telling you. Not real ones. I'm telling you. Well, yeah. Okay. Safety scissors. Okay. All right. You gotta be safe. You gotta be safe. Number one priority. Always, always be safe when you Number scissor. one priority. Next up was Ty Mello versus Madison Rain. Why? Maybe it's just to establish that Ty can still wrestle. Maybe it was established that Madison Rain can still wrestle. I don't know. Like She keeps taking losses, but she's supposed to be the coach. I didn't know she was going to be like in-ring competitor, though. I thought she was just supposed to be a coach and like occasionally on screen. I read an interview that she was supposed to be... Yeah, like and occasionally, now, and now she's been consistently just losing. Which so, I mean is kind I of I, I I I don't know I don't see, I don't need to see a Madison Rain title run right now. No. But at the same time, I don't know why they did Time Mellow. I mean, it didn't even mm-hmm. nothing really happened. There was no nope. storyline to it. I don't know it's if they were just trying random. to get Ty on TV because she hasn't really been seemed on like so it. much. Yep, seemed um, like it. But I feel like you could have done a little bit more with it like good lord oh, yeah. could have had her start feuding with somebody or like even just a like anything mm-hmm. but uh to wrap up the night was tnt champion wardlow versus matt taven of the kingdom newly aw signed right the kingdom. right um not much to say to this match it was a real good I matt taven's really really enjoyed it matt taven's a really good wrestler uh i mean mike wardlow. bennett and maria canellas out yep and yep. on the outside were just great. At one point. Building up the crowd. At one point, Mike Bennett went to uh, run in to interfere, and Wardlow took one look at him, and Mike Bennett was like, you know what? I really don't want to have my head put through my ass. And he's just like, all right, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. But Wardlow ended up hitting, him with four, hitting uh, Matt Taven with four power bombs. Yep. That power bomb symphony, and yes. just absolutely obliterating the poor man. 
Uh, and of course, getting the win. As soon as Pete picks up the win, uh, Mike Bennett runs in, starts attacking, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, triggers Samoa Joe to come running from the back to save his War Joe buddy. And attack the kingdom. And attack the kingdom. And then. And then why not play some more music? Yeah, this out, one came out, out. This one came out of left field. Yeah, which a lot of people have been asking about. P-p-p-p-p-p-p-p. Powerhouse Hobbs. My dude. I love Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh, yeah. So he came out, and uh, then even the announcers, Warjo like, was just kind of standing there. Yeah, they're like, "Whoa, you know, Powerhouse Hobbs, what's he doing?" We haven't seen him in, in weeks. We haven't seen him since. Yeah, uh, him and Ricky Starks. Yeah, and then Warjo's just between the two of them, they're just kind of standing there, like, "Okay, what the hell's going on here?" And all of a sudden, the embassy start attacking them from behind. Yep, jumped out of the crowd. Uh, which is uh, Brian Cage, Khan, and Toa Leona. Yep, thank you. I follow him on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Him and I are Instagram friends. He just doesn't know it. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> um, so basically, this was just setting up that Powerhouse Hobbs wants a chance at the TNT Championship. Yep. And that Brian Cage wants a champ- chance at the ROH Championship, which, which he's going to get, actually. Yeah, he will. Uh, and I think it's Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah. So let's talk about what's going on uh, Wednesday, which is actually going to be happening in the few days uh, after this recording. Uh, we've got... John Moxley versus Lee Moriarty, as we said before, and uh, Samoa Joe versus Brian Cage for the ROH World Television Championship. We have the rematch between Darby Allen and Jay Lethal. Uh, Jay Lethal wanted a rematch between him because he, I think, again, I think he's just trying to be a better wrestler than mm-hmm. ha- what he has been. Yep. Uh, then we have Jade Cargill, <sighs> who I believe she just fought tonight and was actually on Dark. Oh, and really? Won. So she is now 40 and 0. She got her 40th on Dark? Yes. Well, maybe this is just Tony Khan's way of starting to utilize AEW Dark as more than just, you know, developmental. Because they got Dark and they've got Dark Elevation. Yep. they got Rampage and they've got Dynamite. Dynamite. Um, and they're going to be hopefully having an ROH show as well. Right. I mean, I, I just, we wanted to verify that we were correct. So we just skimmed through Dark uh, that just debuted tonight. And... It's a stacked dark. I'm going to go back and watch it like it 100%. And if you're listening to this and it's Tuesday, which is when this video will come out or this this podcast will come out. It better um, not be video. I'm in matching PJs with you right now. Yeah, we are we're literally wearing matching glow-in-the-dark pumpkin PJs that match our kids as well. Halloween, baby. Fantastic. Um, it's a disease. Help me. <laughs> if you're listening to this on Tuesday... Make sure that you watch Dark so you can see Brandon Cutler versus Pretty Peter Avalon. Yes. I believe this is number four. Number four. Two years well, ago, it it was a double disqualification. Twice in a row. No, I believe they're talking about the same match in that promo. No, there's two matches. They had two different uh, mm. double okay. DQs. I think one was a double count out, and I don't remember what it ha- I think they both like got knocked down. I don't know. But man, when those two fight, it's so entertaining. Oh, it's so good. They're both so good, and... It's you crazy because if you, you don't like think, Pretty Peter Avalon, oh then listen God. to some other fucking podcast. No, like, if you need us. a confidence boost and you're not a Lizzo fan, <laughs> watch Pretty Peter Avalon. Okay, first off, Pretty Peter Avalon, you think, wow, good looks. Not so much, but he owns it. Okay, he's got gorgeous. He owns hair. it. He lets the hair ride. He's got like the luscious, you know, like waves. Like, it's hilarious. He uh, he like takes the robe off and oh my god everybody's always dying hysterical so good Brandon 
always comes out, obviously, for the young bucks is just spraying them with whatever the fuck he's got in that can. So it doesn't seem like he's a legitimate wrestler, but both of them are fantastic. Both of them have obviously known each other for a very long time. So really looking forward to it again. Yeah, the opportunity. Listen to it. Watch it even. It'd be easier if you watch it. Oh, yeah. Listen to us. Watch them. We also have on Wednesday, Orange Cassidy versus Luchasaurus versus Ray Phoenix for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship in another defense against two individuals. Yeah, hopefully it's a little bit better than the last one. Orange Cassidy's like really, really digging the three-way matches. I like it too. And he was just randomly like, oh, you two are looking for a championship? Why not this one? Pulls it out of the So cool. I mean, it's a very Orange Cassidy way of like booking a match. Yeah, but I'm going to say it. Those are two guys that you shouldn't pick. I picked. have a feeling not many people are going to start liking this championship if he's treating it the way it, it is. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. Like, the Orange Cassidy gimmick works really well, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. miss to a lot of people. It's missing on me right now, and I'm, I'm usually a, a pretty on-board Orange Cassidy fan, but hmm. I'm, I'm not really digging this right now. Okay. Well, see what the future holds. Maybe it'll be better than expected. I hope so. I hope I'm wrong. Yep. And I always hope I'm wrong. Uh, that'll wrap Dynamite up. And as of right now, there are no Nothing for matches Rampage set for week. Rampage uh, this week. But I guarantee if I opened up Twitter right now, I'm sure 17 matches have been announced. Three brawls have been broken out in the back. Yep. Six dogs have We're lost not their ones, teeth. <laughs> We're not ones to listen to. Spoilers. And a so. steel bit, Kenny Omega. By God. Fucking wrestling. Absolutely insane. Let's hope 2023 is a better year for drama lists i was gonna say for better year for drama (laughs) like 2022 2020 are perfect years for drama Uh, oh for sure 2021 was like the taint between this weird place we're in now and yeah the weird place we were in yeah because 2020 it was like it's funny because you're gonna look back at that we're all gonna look back at that like 10 15 years from now and watch like these classic matches and be like huh there's nobody in the crowd it's just really entertaining. We never watched like WWE while the the COVID like shut down and all that was going on or why they didn't have a crowd. So it's funny to go back and look at stuff like that where they had like all the, the crowd with the pictures well, and that's where like Drew, live streaming and that's where Drew McIntyre won his uh the world championship for yeah. the first time if I or maybe not for the first time, yeah. but most recently. Pretty funny. And, uh, There's just nobody around, so you have yeah, to. Yeah, he said it was really awkward, like, <laughs> celebrating, like, going, yeah, in a fucking empty room. Like, I bet. I that bet. must have been such, like, a culture shock for so many people, like, wrestlers. Uh-huh. Because there's no one out there. It's no. like wrestling in a gym, like, you're practicing. You can hear. And I remember watching it, like, occasionally. You could hear every single thing. Uh-huh. The smallest the noise yep. sounded like massive movements yep. it was ridiculous and you have to absolutely just give a shout out to austin gunn who was the 2020 oh, yeah. mvp for just hyping oh, he kept hyping everybody up, everything, up. Hale and, him and billy gunn and then eventually uh colton too were just always on the sidelines hyping every single matchup and making things so entertaining i always looked over to see where they were always on that oh, right they were side always getting just getting great hyping. But at any rate, that will wrap up AEW and lead us right into us uh, hopefully soon shooting another podcast that will talk about the Spoopy Raw, which we watched a little bit of and is... Not very many spoopy things. No. Very upsetting. I think Riddle's having some type of match with uh, Otis. 
trick or treat mm. or trick or something. I don't know. Right. Right. I don't know. We'll trick or out. bong. I don't fucking trick know. Trick or bong. <laughs> Never trick your bong. No. Be but, loyal to your bong. Yeah. But we will find out more about that. Uh, please, if you haven't followed us already on Twitter at CAW Wrestling Pod, that is Coffee and Wrestling. Uh, my name is Jamie and I am at A Bacon Party on Twitter. My name is Mark and I'm at Gunk Dudley on Twitter. And thank you so much for listening. If uh, any other, uh, all of our links are at coffeeandwrestling.com. Yes. Uh, that is without the ampersand, it's the actual A-N-D. Correct. Uh, but visit us there for all of our social media links, all of our everything links. And thank you for joining us tonight. Hope you had a safe Halloween. Bye. Woo!